Welcome back after the Shevim. We left off in Malachim Beis, Perichav Beis. Let's go back to Pasig Yedalad. We were actually on Tez Zion. Yedalad is where the Shlichus comes to Chulda Neviyah. After Melech Yoshiyah found, well, he didn't find the Chilke found it, but he was certainly shocked and dismayed at the fact that it was found and open to the Tachacha and the terrible foreboding message of what would happen to Klai Yisrael and Melch Yisrael and the Beis Amitish if they were doing all the things they're doing, and he wanted to know exactly what it means and what they can possibly do about it, and if there is a Nevoa, what the Nevoa has in store. And he understood that Hulda had the Nevoa. She had already received it. We discussed a few weeks back why he sent to Hulda, not to Yermia, Hulda's Rebbe, so to speak. He had the two Mahalchim. Either he was out of town going to get the Yasser Sashvatim back, which he succeeded in doing, at least bringing some of them back, and we will get back to that soon. Or, I would say, or slash and, even though the Gemara offers them as two different Mandamrim, it's possible that the providence here was that Yermia was out of the country and they were sending to Hulda. The second shot offers that they wanted to send to Hulda as a lady from the Nashim Sitkanius. She would be moved to Davin in a more emotional way, and maybe that would make the Nevoa a little bit softer. You can't choose your psak. Many people try. You can't choose your nevua, but they can look for a way to get midas arachamim, and that's true in any tefillah. As will be apparent very soon, not only is the nevua not any softer, and there's no difference, she says exactly as every navi and navi has to do. She says it exactly the way it is, and the short-term good news is that will move the melech to try to make some drastic changes. I mentioned this shot now. I didn't say this a few weeks ago. So I was thinking about whether you can merge the two mahalchim. Quite often, we try to make the machlekes and the gemara and the rishanim as narrow as possible, that they agree on points A, B, C, D, E, and the only machlekes is the detail or two. And... Over here, the Gemara puts them as two possible mahacham. I'm wondering if they could be blended. We find Hananya Meshavazai, just an example. So the Gemara there asks, where was everybody else? Where was Daniel? And where? All the famous names we know weren't in town. And the Gemara says, yeah, they weren't in town for a reason. And this Yisrael was set up for Hananya Meshavazai. And if they were there, it wouldn't have happened with them. And there's certain... Need to be certain as chusim generated with the smaller people. They weren't small. They were chayim mishal but it's not. That's where I get this concept from. It's not out of the question in my mind that Yirmiya was certainly not in town, going to the Zalamandamer, and was sent on a very definitive mission, which he was in the midst of doing, and he was in chutzlarts. That's not a coincidence. So it's possible, I think, to put that with the other shot. Whatever shot you take, she was sent, and she was sent uh, to, to ask, to beg, to enlighten them what the Nevoah was and what was in store. 
and that's Pasuk Yedal. V'yechel ki al-kayim v'achikam v'achba v'shafon v'asoya al-chuldan v'yeshes shalom ben tikva ben charachat shreimer v'gladmer v'yeshavetz yishlaim b'mishnah v'yedabru elel. And as we mentioned, she has a nevuah waiting. That's not always the case. You go to Navi, and sometimes they'll say, "Wait here, let me see what the Dvar Hashem is." Here, it was there already due to the urgency and the importance of what was going on. But If you remember our last comment, Imulish is noticed by all the Mafarshim to the extent that it's somewhat on her madrega of a taina on her. Uh, she purposely did not call the Melech by name. And uh, Yeshua, a Melech, was already a uh, great king as Malcha Yehuda go. But it's been about 18 years into his Malchus. And he had a Helig and a Shama, which constantly was striving to figure out what was going on. And therein lies the problem. He was trying to figure it out and without much help. So to his immense credit, every Chazal and every Pusik puts him with the Tzadiki. He said the Elam and Tzadiki from Malchus based on it. There's no Shaila about that. The underlying issue here is that it's many years into his kingdom and he's just now starting to really figure it out, that shows you that, my mind, he's surrounded by people, not all his advisors are from the best type of those who are yearning and searching to grow. And he was sort of purposely shielded from it, and he didn't have too much interaction with Yemiah Anobi, or with Holder for that matter. That's pretty clear. This sounds like this is the first time he's really hearing it straight. Better late than never in a very big way, because he's going to do a tremendous amount from here on in. And he had done a lot until now. It just the major changes he's going to make are the second part of his reign. And she gives him this criticism by referring to him as the Ish instead of the title of Melech, part of the Musar. Kayam Hashem, Pasik Tazayan. Kayam Hashem, Hinani Mevi Ra El Amakam Hazev Al Yeshvav. That's Yushalayim, the surrounding area. That was really the main part of the kingdom anyway, besides the fact that he's Yishalayim. It's called Divya Sefer Shekar Melech Yehuda. And yes, the Sefer Torah you found and the part you read and the part that was read for you was intended for you. And it's true. It's true meaning that it's coming and the underlying message will be unless you do something or perhaps even if you do something. We'll discuss that at length, I'm sure. Yudzayin Tachas Asher Azavuni we've already discussed with Menashe, it's a very difficult point. Uh, we discussed briefly Amun, who Chazal, the Gemara and Chalik, has some very uncomplimentary things to say about, and he had a very long reign. That's the father. We have yet to see pretty horrific things about Yoyakim and others. The Gemara always discusses he was lahachis against Hashem. Now, if you think about it, it's an oxymoron. How can you be lahachis against Hashem? That means you're admitting there's a God. If you were an atheist, a pure atheist, which doesn't really exist, you wouldn't be lahachis against Hashem. You'd say, I have no sheikhs. Well, why should I be lahachis against Hashem? I don't believe in Hashem. So the good news, we always try to get the good news, is if you're lahachis against Hashem, you spend time trying to make a point against Hashem, you're sort of admitting that you believe in Hashem. So what does it mean? 
So you believe in Hashem, so have some Yerushamayim. What do you have to be? Lahachis, so things you have taiva. So, yeah, so then climb, you can't get, can't get out of your taivas, which is not an excuse. But, so why be Lahachis? And Amun said that about the Arias he was committing. So why? The answer is, you can't forget this because I'm not trying to condone in any way because Lamais are the people who were the worst of the worst in terms of what they did and what they could have accomplished with the power given as kings not the present king we're dealing with now, but uh, his father and uh, some of his children, we have a situation where they had such extreme yish, I'll call it depression, as the Dasefim already told us when it came to Achaz. is the only explanation over here, which doesn't make it right and doesn't help too much in the end of the day, the fact that they gave up to such an extent, they wanted to convince everybody else that this cause is lost and Klai is not going to survive and we're doomed and therefore this is what I'm adding, do so many Averis in front of Akash Baruch Hu that we believe in, because nobody was an atheist. Take your Avodazar, but nobody was an atheist. So do Avodazar, do everything you could do wrong, Lahachis, so that we're trying to send a message that we can't do this, we're not doing it, and Hashem should release us. And we shouldn't be the Amen anymore. So we shouldn't be Chayev. That's the only message I can understand over here. That's when you collect each sliver of the angle of every single king here. And as we mentioned before, this message, not articulated as such because the ones in the last century claimed they were atheists, but it's the same thing. It's just all the assimilationists, pick your ism, your socialism, secular Zionism, pick whatever you want, is that we gave up, it's not working, and that what was uh, Herzl's original idea is to gather all the masses. You can't... There are people who still don't know this history. You couldn't make this up, and it's, it's almost painful to say it over. He's, he was going to get the masses and all the notable Jews, and we're going to go to the Vatican and uh, tell the Pope we're converting and do a massive parade, and that's going to solve the Jewish problem. If there are no more Jews, you can't have a Jewish problem. And when that didn't fly, Baruch Hashem, due to the masses, who even if they weren't from, still were somewhat conservative, his next idea was Uganda, nothing to do with the Jews. He was clueless. He was a, not assimilated. He was assimilated, been assimilated, been assimilated. He, was, he had no, no shaifas. So he just knew barely he was Jewish. He saw dreyfus. He said, this is dangerous. So therefore, solve the Jewish problem, get rid of the Jews, become Goyim. That's not a new idea. We're learning it in Navi. But then, the difference is, they believed in Hashem. They're just trying to send a message, futile exercise, trying to send a message that we can't do it and we're going to do every other to show we gave up, so therefore release us. We're going to forget about it. Hashem, please forget about it. The silver lining is Hashem never forgets about it, despite all the horrific sukkah we're going to see, and you learn all of Yeshaya and Yirmiya, how terrible it is. Hashem is selling us and sending us that, but all the, you've got to remember at the same time, all the Nevu'e Nechama, that's why Shivat and Nechemta comes afterwards, is that Hashem looks like he's selling us and looks like he's finishing us up, but he's never going to do that, and Hashem's going to bring us back. You've got to, um, in tandem, look at all the Nechama, which we're not going to see much of over the next six months, but keep it in mind, in the back of your mind. Yes? So, what the Rav said, I, mean, I, I think for sure that's God. I, I think, didn't certain kings actually say that? Like, yeah, but, but again, the same line, we like to think of saying, Lahaches el Hashem, Lahaches to Hashem, doesn't make any, the sentence doesn't make any sense, unless you say this. It says, no, we're admitting, of course we believe in Hashem. There's no idiot who doesn't believe in a higher being. Oh, that's only recent history those who claim that they're doing, is that everybody believed that we're going to come across uh, the next uh, three, four weeks, and he, in the same sentence, is going to quote Hashem and Lahavdil his Avodah 
We believe in that. We believe in a deity. Shailah is how many, unfortunately. Nobody is going to claim Hashem's not there. We're just trying to be so bad that we act like we're released and Hashem is releasing us. Well, Hashem's never going to release us, therefore, that's not going to work. You might get punished, you might get thrown around to wake up, but uh, Hashem's not releasing us. And this sentence over here, this whole Musr is not just against the people in his reign. It's against what's going on now, what's going on under Amun, what was going on in Chizkiah. There was a, it was more upbeat. Uh, Menashe was, the first half was horrible, the second half was... And it's the whole tufa is that you still didn't fix it up and it's still going on. And that's why it's coming across harsh and uh, the Melech is going to recognize that. I saw one more hand. Okay, so let's go back to the Pasuk. Again, without the Shev Dinachemta, you can get a funny idea. My anger is going to burn, it's not going to be extinguished. Okay, so now, a slight upgrade. Shevardi refers to him as Melech Yehuda. That's to his credit. He sent you here to find out the Dvar Hashem, what is he supposed to do? And now, it's a little softer. There's always the harsh rebuke and then the nechemta. Hopefully, Interesting. This is an avua almost concurrent, saying, since you will be submissive when you hear this message. Well, he didn't hear the message yet. They're going to go back and get the message. Apparently, no, he already understood that this is going to be the main part of the message, and he already started doing tshuva when he saw it. So it's becoming part of the actual nevuah. Since you understood, the pesukim means they're pretty clear, and on the spot you write kriya, v'tivka, l'fanai, and you were crying, and you were davening, v'gamanochi, shamati, numashen. This is why you got to, they mocked him the uh, refuah to the Makkah. Whatever they were trying to glean from Hulda Hanavia, whatever detail and secret they can be privy to to help them in the process, the Melech realizes it's up to him, well, partially up to him. He can't uh, decide everybody's Bechira. And we're going to find that out soon. He's going to find that out the hard way, but he's going to try his best as Melech. He is the lave of the people and is the power of the people. So he realized on the spot before he sent the delegation that he can't wait to see, is it really true? He knows it's true. He's a Maimon. He's a, he's a Gadol already. So on the spot, we didn't see this in the Pesukim, but the Pesuk is telling us now. He writes Kriya. He cried. He started davening. And the Pesuk now tells us that Chulda, as part of a Nevoah, is yes, this place is in big trouble and the people are in big trouble and Hashem is going to destroy it due to their various... But since you're listening and you understand what the Pasuk is saying and you're doing tshuva on the spot, therefore what? Now, dot, dot, dot. So, therefore, I'm going to save you, Shalayim. Well, unfortunately, that's not promised here. Chaf, al I'm going to take you before the horror comes. Now, if you'd read this Pasuk, which we're about to read, and not know what happens to the Melech, by the end of this parak, you'd think 
like this Navu is not new. It says, I'm going to take you, uh, you're going to die, Beseva, Beseva Teva, and everything's going to be fine, I'm going to take it. We know what's going to happen. So this, what hap- what's going to happen to him is already good. Because he's not going to see what's going to go downhill with his children and the Chorban. So it's the lesser of the two evils. He's going to die a pretty horrific death. But they're going to take him back to Yushalayim. He's going to have a burial, very Bekovedic. Tremendous Hespedim like we've never seen in the history of Israel, by the way. The Hespedim we have on Yeshua Melech is unparalleled. We have Yermia, who's Yermia, Anavi, and the Hespedim make it into Echa and into the Kinnis. We don't have anything similar. So that's what it's meant by you're going to see Shalom at the end, even though the process is going to be very painful, and you're going to avoid the Chorban. The diak over here doesn't sound like it's going to console him too much, but as an individual who's going to try his hardest and make a big mistake along the way, but still go down in history as a Tzadik Yisraelim, that's Chatsi Nechama. Notice, doesn't talk about the process of dying. It talks about the process of burial and Levaya. And they now turn around to report to the king, and some of Farsham add that they're going to add what they think uh, should be done and can be done. After a Pasuk like this, the Nevoah ends at the end of Pasuk And it doesn't sound like there's a whole lot to do over here. Matter of fact, if we were the king, and it's a good thing we weren't, we would hear the Nevoah and continue davening and saying vidui and call it a day. To his singular godless, didn't, he didn't call it a day. He started his Avedah. Basically, he started the heavy lifting from this Nevoah, which means the famous Messiah that he had from Malchus Beis Dovah. We quote this from David Amalek. He had the Messiah in the family. He's a Benach, a Benach, a Benach, a Benach from David. And you don't have to go back to David. He had it from Chizkiel Amalek already. And he even had it a little bit from Menashe. Menashe was also on a hot horse, understood that he messed things up and tried to make some changes. And... You can't give up, and whatever you accomplish, the shot we said by Chizkiel, even though it's going to sound like everything Chizkiel did and everything he's going to do ended up in a Chorban, so what good is it? The answer is it was a tremendous amount of good because if they wouldn't fix up and bring X amount of people to the Chorban and past the Chorban, we wouldn't be sitting here. And I, I'm going to mention that a few more times until we get to the end of Malachim Beis, is that it's pretty depressing, and it is anyway, no matter what you say. And we have it a few weeks a year where we focus on it. The rest of the year, we have to look back and say all the very difficult malachas that these kings did and the avodah they did and the heavy lifting and the tshuva and the mochamas they fought were worth it and were necessary because you had to raise X amount of people to the level they're going to survive the Chorban and want to live on as Jews. And that's true about the Chorban. That's true about the Holocaust. That's true about the Spanish Inquisition. That's true. And if you ever met you're still Zeicha, and if you have the ability, bring your kids to see Holocaust survivors. And the Satmarov's comment, you want a bracha, they just go to any minion, he rolls up his sleeve with their numbers, and he's putting on tefillin and asking for a bracha. That's uh, a very important insight.
because Satmarov, who barely escaped himself, understood that there's a matzav where the heroes are the ones who are able to pick themselves up, brush themselves off, and build and build and build and push and push. And that we take that for granted now because we're living off the uh, fruits of their labor. But that I, I, it's being lost as we go on in time. It's important to pass that message on. Yes? So if, if, uh, we do have examples here. We have ourselves going through the, the Corbin. So what's the great thing about saying here, you're going to die before you? That's, that's, that's a bad thing. <coughs> uh, is it an achama to Yisrael if the king is with them? Well, sort of. Tzedkio is a long discussion, will be a long discussion. Tzedkio is a tzaddik who was a tzaddik who really couldn't do anything. Yeshua Melech is going to do a lot. And it's possible that it's a bigger, more acute pain, which he didn't deserve, to do all this work and to fight this Muhammad, this Heilige Muhammad. And then see a korban, and it's a certain amount of pain that a person is mechuyiv to go through himself. And it could be over here. He's not mechuyiv. Uh, he's going to do so much in the remaining years of his reign. He's not mechuyiv to be there when it falls apart. Yirmiyah, by the way, makes a comment. There are chazals on this. Why? What did I do to deserve that I have to be here during this matzav? Yirmiyah, Navi didn't complain. No, Navi complained. He said that for. A reason he understood that, that that's not a it's a supposed to be there to help and he did help he helped in a big way he kept throwing himself back in the chains to go with them to bubble and to Hashem kept sending him back there to Israel to take everything they they put him in chains and schlepped him to Mitzrayim I mean you know what's coming during the Chorban needs a, needs a limud but he didn't think that was a schus objectively everything's a schus because you're where you're supposed to be but it's very difficult and they point out you had to be there and you had to be at the Tukufa. But in 1940, when in the last Tukufa before the water had already started, but they weren't yet sure where this was going because no one could imagine, even in 41, 42, nobody could imagine where it was going, but the people in it realized very quickly when Chaim Meiser was the Shliyah to pull off those incredible Nisim to save the yeshivas and to save... Many people coming through Vilno, if you ever didn't, if you didn't read the story, you're not up on it, you have to know it by heart, because that was one of the uh, real Nisim, almost Nisim Galim in the middle of the war, that that happened and that window presented itself. And he, August, he was the Shliath orchestrated, and he died. And in that Kufa, when he died, when Shemesh Kup died, the people around realized that uh, it's not a very good sign, because you have a situation where people are depending on the last of the G'daylum, there, were, there will be G'daylum who will survive the war and be the G'daylum next generation, but they were not encouraged, let's put it that way, that these two G'daylum were taken from Chai Yisrael right before. They took that as a message, as over here, that Hashem spared them, which is uh, similar to, to this. So, so if you're there, you've got to perform, and Yirmiya did, but he was wondering. There was a comment that goes, oh, he was wondering, like, why was I zechet to this? It's not, he didn't say it, uh, we don't find he got punished, right? he didn't say it in a complaining way, even though it sounds like a complaint, he was just, he was criticizing himself. But you have to understand this in the backdrop, it is, it is a chiddush, it is a chiddush, if you, he's such a capable leader, maybe they can use his leadership. Well, you look at Sitkia, who was a tzaddik, who was basically, uh, couldn't perform, we'll see why, then you wonder more, like, maybe if he had the help, maybe it was different, but, but that was part of the Hurban. But part of the Bashet is that he couldn't perform. That's why the Corbin happened. Yeah? Is it possible that the Russian, that he's, that he's, that he's, that he's having as far as 
Maybe, maybe because he certainly wasn't spelled out over here. We just know in 2020 hindsight. It sounds like, I'm retrofitting it, it sounds like everything's going to be fine, you're going to die, and it sounds like old age, save a table and everything. That didn't happen. He was cut down in the prime of his life in the middle of his avoda. So I agree, he didn't know that yet, and that could have given him more of a sense that the Navi said that whatever happens, Maybe I can't prevent the Corbin, maybe I can. I still try, but I have a little safety, yes. I think that is quite a possibility. And the second important takeaway from this Pusik is the end of the Pusik, you're going to be taken away, I'm still going to bring the raw. And as I started mentioning, he still decided he's starting a new program and he's going to try to prevent it, which is what you have to do. Ah, the Navi said, B'Shem Hashem, the Navi said, B'Shem Hashem, that it's not going to work and the Chorban's coming. All Navuas are like that. That means this is a Gezeira, the Chorban's coming. You have to undo the Gezeira. When Mordechai sent a message, wanted to know uh, and what's going on and what is this for, and the, the answer was, this is a Gezeira. Esther asked Mordechai. He says, it's Xerah. Then the Shailagmar Megillah, was it in ink? Was it in blood? How firm is that? But the fact is, Xerah doesn't mean you don't try to undo it. That's uh, clear in any matzav, and he's going to take, take it as such. Take a look at Rashi in Chof. Rashi is bevarning this. Is what Shalom? He's killed and shot with a hundred arrows. And he's uh, so horribly wounded, there's blood all over the place. Where, where's the shalom? So Rashi says, no, no. Ma'wa shalom, la abayas. In contrast to what would have been more painful, this was good. And on that, the... Well, we're not going to end here. You don't end the bad news. Let's see one more pasuk, then we'll go to the Pelia. It's pasuk Aleph. Yes. Navi's here to give uh, Nechama. Well, Navi's here to say it like it is. There were many Navim who said it like it was and they also had Sukkot Nechama. All Navim had that. Yeah. So he's here to do both and he did perform both roles. As a matter of fact, we have a Chazal. They told him after the Chorban, had you listened to one of my harsh Navuas, we wouldn't be in this Matzah. Just one. And he had thousands of drushes. He was making them now. That's the Pella. Part of the criticism over here is that the Sevater was at that Mokum where you found it, and that wasn't a coincidence. But Yirmi has been standing up and saying this for a few years. And people, or not enough people, have been listening, and it, the message hadn't been making its way into the palace. That's the very strange thing going on in the background is my bet is that he was being a little bit uh, smothered in the coverage they were or were not giving him. That means they had people in the cabinet who were either letting fake news through or not letting any news through. Because he's dashing. The question is, why wasn't he dashing in the palace? I don't know, part of the Nisayan, or he wasn't invited, or he was disinvited, or he couldn't get in because to get into the palace, you have to have five people along the way allow you to get access, and he wasn't allowed access. That tells me that the young king was not... Um, was not being given either any information or enough information or good information.
which is an old problem. But it, the real problem over here, we're a decade and a half plus into the rain. So you gotta surround yourself with good people. That's not a pain on him per se. He was young and very young when he became king. And this is where it was to his massive credit again. He ended up getting rid of all them. And he's going to, from this paragon, he's going to work very hard. And he's not going to tolerate anybody trying to get in his way or trying just to rest on their hands. In a very big way, we're going to read one passage. First thing he does, he calls a massive meeting, and he's not interested in any opinions. He's going to do all the talking, which is what you have to do when you have to make change. Especially when I'm sure he realized after this Navua that the people around him have been hiding information and keeping Yermia away. So now he's going to do all the talking and all the doing in such a big way. With the Pesukim, going to describe, usually it tells you he delegated this, that, it's going to describe him running around, the king Bechod de running around, smashing Avodah He's going to do everything himself, and he's strong enough and young enough, and he's not interested. He, he already depends on other people. He's not doing that anymore. That's going to be a tremendous Avodah. We're going to pick that up next week. Let's go to the Peleites. Uh, not really. A Nevoah Lara can be rescinded. So he, that's yes, and you have to do that. You can't. That's Afilu Cherev Chadum and Achdal Savarecha. It says you're supposed to. That's what Yeshaya told Chizkiah. I don't understand. I just told you Nevoah Tzavetz Pesachah, you're going to die in the next hour or two, and you're telling me leave. Well, you didn't hear what I said. The Navi said that, and the Navi knew this Klal, but Malchus Beis David had such a strong messiah, and they said, no, this klal applies even after the Navi Hadar told me it's really over now. He says, well, it's not really over yet. Or it doesn't have to be. That was the Kiddush. <coughs> Peleyetz, on page Kuf Sadi Gimel, we're discussing Zilzul. We discussed yesterday the very human emotion and tendency to be insecure and try to be mazalza on other people's covet in order to raise yourself up. And you think that if you're mazalza on everybody else, you look better. At the end of the hour, day, and lifetime, you don't look any better. And it's an Avera and usually involves on Oz Devarim and Lashon Haram, Metzi Shemran, Busha, and Bizanis, both for the person you're trying to embarrass and then boomerangs to yourself. And it doesn't do anything for anybody. It's a horrific Midah which causes a tremendous amount of collateral damage. Uh, I mentioned the last Kiddush we had yesterday, which I just want to mention again to clarify, because the people are still wondering why, but this is the din, Hilchas Lashon Hara. We gave the example of the three Bachram waiting online in the lunchroom, Uven, Shimon, and Levi, and they're horsing around and trying to have a good time, which nothing wrong with that, a little uh, R&R as you're waiting in line for supper, but there's got to be a different way to do it. And Uven pushes Shimon hard. Shimon goes flying into Levi. Levi turns around and Starts looking at him very angrily. What'd you do that for? What's that all about? Well, it wasn't him. He just went flying into Levi because Ruven pushed him. The only three guys in the lunchroom. So what's the reaction? Well, the natural reaction, almost talking de Deber, is, I don't talk about it's not my fault. Ruven pushed me. I just went flying into you. Domino's, it's not my fault. Okay? That's natural. Chavetz Chaim says, if you even say it wasn't me, forget blending in a Ruven. You say, it wasn't me, there's only one other guy in the room, and it wasn't Gabriel Amalekh. So process of elimination, that's usher. Why is that usher? If you don't say that, he's going to blame you. So what happened to Chayecha Kedman? 
It's a very important point. This is how we ended the year yesterday. You have a canteen of water and you only have enough water to get yourself back to civilization. You're not allowed to give the water to your friends. Oser. Ben Petur holds. Yechayev. Rabbi Kiva says, Potter v'oser. Chayech ha'kaidmen. No, so Chayech ha'kaidmen has to be only one year. Chas ha'sholem might die of thirst. What happens if your friend's going to have tightness on you for the next hundred years because you uh, gave him a bruise? So you can't tell him what happened? Apparently, if it's inconsequential and it's not going to be a tiny for 20 years and people push each other and boys will be boys and 20 minutes later he's going to forget about it or push somebody else. I'm not saying you should do any of this, but if it's in the sands of time, even in the uh, next 20 minutes, it's going to be pretty in- inconsequential to get somebody else in hot water to have them have a tiny somebody else is not necessary, not let the enough and uh, it's also. So... What is Allah asking you to do? It's asking you to swallow your pride because it's really not going to make a difference. You're not really going to get hurt. It's a question of your covet or somebody else's covet. So then we don't say chayyachan I think a lot of people find that to be a chiddush. That's really what's going on over here. It says the natural tendency to make other people look bad because you want to look good is ridiculous, self-serving, and counterproductive. And also, and what Hashem is asking you to do even though you're feeling down and out is first of all raise yourself up instead of pushing him down. And even if you have the taiva to understand, if you feel it's the only way I can do it and I can't bring myself up right now, I'm really in a bad place, so I've got to make myself look good, we don't say chayach in these situations, even in other situations which are a bigger chiddush. So that's what we spoke about yesterday. Isha Yashar, second to last paragraph. Isha Yashar, lo yazalzo b'chayit shum nivro, koshakem This is very applicable at home and in the office. I used to have a lot of live-ins in Mesharsim. Don't have that many today, although it is applicable. If you have some domestic help and they're around the house, they still cover Abrius. And there's a need to make a Kiddush Hashem and a need to avoid a Chil Hashem. And this is not uh, pre-1865. Even then, it was a little bit overused. And um, it's not, uh, the person is not an object to be ordered around. You have to so even if they're here legally, illegally, wherever they're from, they're, we're not getting into that. It's still a person, and you have to be careful. It's an opportunity for Kiddush Hashem. Certainly if the Mashar Sim in Europe, Mashar often Yidin, sometimes Amanas, Yisayimim, who were doing the menial jobs, were getting hired at this rate. So you have to be very careful. Not only shouldn't you be Mazalzal in your colleagues, those who you're equal, First of all, your wife is your equal, and you can't take advantage of your spouse, especially if they're working hard in the first place. It goes in both directions, wife to the husband, husband to the wife. And certainly, the people who are doing things, and you're in a position to order them around, and you're taking advantage. The fact they're in that position doesn't mean you have a shus, and as Chazal say many times, and we don't wish on anybody, you or your great-grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, somebody else can be in that position. You want to be in a position when you have the ability to help people, to help them in a real way, and that's a school to maybe stay in the position of helping rather than the person that has to be helped. Who are you to lord over somebody else? He says, you're all in the same matzav. Right now, you happen to look like you're doing better. Doesn't mean you should be mazalzal and they're covered. It's possible that in Shemayim, they're more chashuv. 
Even if I did something wrong, so you can tell an underling at the office, you did something wrong, let's work on this, how do we prevent this mistake? And then they're screaming and yelling at them and wiping the floor with them. And there are many gradations in between. This applies to Kemat everybody, because even if you're not the boss, often you have somebody working under you. So there's always a ladder, and somebody, uh, somebody somewhere in the corporate ladder, and the unfortunate situation is when you get screamed at, you take it out on the next guy. That doesn't help too much. Yes, it's my if you didn't say it yet. It's like you would wish for yourself and those you care about in this situation. This is interesting. Because you have to be careful with the covet of your colleagues, your underlings, and you have to be careful with your own covet also. Some people already are so down on themselves that they tried working on themselves, it didn't work, which is not the right attitude. I mean, you're not trying the right thing. You've got to learn different firm. And then they try pushing other people down, and that didn't satisfy them either. I guess that's a good thing. They felt bad afterwards. So then they just started knocking themselves. That's also not healthy. Yet uh, famous Misa, there's certain Musa yeshivas that were very big on self-effacement, and there is a mahalach like that. But you got to know who you are. And the fellow, the guy came the first day, and Musa said, in the Vardak, and he sat down, and said, I'm a Gornish, I'm a Gornish. And the Mashkir went over and said, excuse me, young man, you just got here, you can't be a Gornish yet. You have to work on it. <laughs> so it's something that requires, you have to know who you are, and you have to know when you're fooling yourself. So here he's putting in that after you work on not being mezalzal, with the colleagues and the underlings, you have to know yourself and you have to have self-respect. There's a certain basic element to cover the Brias. There's a baseline that nobody should be falling below, even yourself. If in your stage in life, it would be a bizarre for you to pick up the sheep put it around your shoulder and walk through the shuk to return it, you're putter. Torah has Rachmanus on your covet. You have to know when you're playing that hand too much and it is Lefik Feitcha, but you decide it's not. That's wrong, but there is a level where it's correct. So you got to be careful and you got to be able to objectively assess or have somebody else objectively assess where you're holding to know how much covet to give yourself and certainly to figure out how much covet to give somebody else. I guess if you're Mesupik, Lay on a little bit more covered with somebody else, and then you'll ask later about yourself. It's a Shem tomorrow night. We'll continue with the Rosilbush.